Hello and welcome to Big South Steve Studios podcast. I want to say thank you again for joining me on my episode two of my journey through pod, through the podcasting world. I am <clears throat> just leaving work and uh, decided, hey, let me just record an episode. I mean, that's kind of part of what I'm trying to do, right? So, you know, today's been an interesting day. Um, it's been a kind of blah kind of day. Uh, you know, I, I can equate it to feeling blue. Not quite myself. You know, normally I'm pretty chipper. Normally I am upbeat. Even when um, things seem to be kind of... Uh, you know, oh, geez, you know, this happened today. That's great. I'm, um, today, you know, I don't know. Something was getting me down today. I'm not sure what it is or was. The funny part is I had recorded earlier, really getting out what I was feeling and uh, a call came through from my my brother, which, hey, that's that's great. I'll, it was good talking to him anyway. Joking about his Tesla and the fake news. Well, according to him, it's fake news about Teslas in Chicago, but that's another story. But uh, it somehow it just stopped recording, and then I kept talking, thinking that it was still recording because I saw it read. Long story short, I'm using another way of recording, so I'm hoping this sounds good. And um, if all goes well, it this will be posted tonight. So yeah, you know, today was kind of interesting. You know, I guess to break it down, I was at work and you know woke up this morning and. Uh, I guess immediately had some stuff on my mind. You know, you ever had those those days where you don't know what what you're really feeling? You know, so that's kind of how my day started. Um, not really knowing how I felt. I know I know I felt heavy, like something was on my mind, but I can't classify or can't tell you exactly what's in my mind. You know, I know. For one thing, you know, I'm talking to my family last night, which, you know, I'm blessed to have my mother. You know, she's, uh, uh, she's turning 70 this year, and I'm blessed to still have her in my life, thank God. And I'm, you know, those of you that have your mother, you know, take, don't take her for, for advantage, you know, talk to her as much as you can. I have to admit that uh, I have not spoken to my mother in two weeks, and that's not like me. You know, I, I apologized to her last night because I, I called her and didn't realize it was two weeks, and, um, and I felt felt really bad. So we talked for a little while. My mom is great, you know, as I stated in my podcast. You know, she was born in New York City, but her mother and father were born in Puerto Rico. So when, when she emigrated over, um, she was just a young girl. 
I'm sorry, she was born. The mother, my grandmother, was a young woman, but didn't give birth to my mother until she was in Brooklyn. And my mother grew up in Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, then, <clears throat> then they moved around a lot. But, uh, you know, since I, since I live in the South and my, all of my family is in uh, New York or, and New Jersey, you know, I, at times I feel, I feel isolated. I feel like uh, I'm by myself. Now, although I have my wife out here, she is my family. It's just, you know, my immediate family I don't, I don't have. So, um, you know, so if that makes sense, you know, I just, I miss them a lot. And um, I guess talking to them last night and <clears throat> really kind of made me feel, you know, lonely. Since I haven't seen them in, uh, in a while. It's been a few months since I've last seen them. Uh, because of my new job that I started, I have, I have not been able to go to New York. You know, normally I can catch a good price on a flight, go to New York for a long weekend, see my family, and then bounce. Uh, I grew up in New York, but New York has changed dramatically. I mean, first off, let me say that I grew up in Harlem. Uh, which is uh, predominantly Afri- uh, you know, African American and Spanish, uh, Hispanic, and we, for some reason, that is a very poor and dangerous area. You know, it's a it's a low income, poverty stricken area where people are underrepresented, underrepresented, and unrepresented and uh, you know that's where the lowest income is the lowest poverty rate is lowest education level is and uh, you know that's kind of where I grew up but I was able to get out of there because of a scholarship to Columbia University and uh, because of that I was afforded a lot of great opportunities and good jobs. And I was able to get out of South Carolina because I was able to get a really good job. I was able to get out of New York to move to South Carolina for a good job is what I meant to say. Segwaying into the next thing that's on my mind is my old job. You know, I, um, I don't treat jobs like they are a, a cell phone contract. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't stick with a job for two years and then see what else is out there for more money or whatever. You know, my last, uh, my last three jobs, I was with the company for about three or four to five years. This last job that I was with, this last company, was a not-for-profit. I was with that company for a little over seven years, and. You know, things got bad. Uh, you know, I don't want to talk much about it because it doesn't matter at this point. But, you know, I, I, 
I stuck up for myself because when you allow someone else to control your feelings and when you allow someone else to control how you feel every day, that's when you lose and they win. And I was not, you know, I know my worth, my self-worth. I mean, be specific. I know my self-worth and I know that no one can talk down to me because I am who I am. I don't talk down to anyone that because that's not what I was taught and raised. Um, you know, so, someone thought they had power over me and because I bucked back because I was not taking it, I did the smart thing. I did what I had to do, which took a few months to accomplish and I resigned. I was gone. And I was blessed and fortunate enough to have that opportunity. And yeah, I was very stressed out about finding a new job. I did not resign with a new job. That's should tell you how how um, resolved to the fact I was to leave. And, um, you know, I left and at times I think about that job and how amazing it was because I was directly affecting the lives of patients and people. I was leading a, a team, a team that didn't appreciate me, but because I was the, the head of the department, it didn't matter how they, didn't matter what they thought of me but they did respect me and that's all I cared about. I tried my best to do what I could for them, but they didn't care. That's not really what I'm, I mean, that's not what I was in that job for. I was there to do a job, lead a team, make the life, make the difference in people's lives. And I did that. But at seven years, I, you know, that's like a bad relationship. It was, it was a good relationship that turned bad. And, I wish that, um, I wish I could have, I wish it could have been different. A lot of things could have been different. But uh, with that being said, uh, I left and uh, I decided to start my own business, my own LLC. But uh, God had different plans for me, you know. It's it's very very again. I'm very fortunate, and I do believe in God. I do believe that there is something after death, and I do believe that there is a beautiful thing waiting for uh, most of us after death. And I, I do believe that in time, we'll we'll all, we'll all meet the, our Maker. But. Uh, with that being said, you know, I got a call. Uh, uh, I, I got a call from a company that, A, I had applied to months prior to resigning, and B, um, they hired me after two interviews. And I was told I'd beat out 27 or 28 applicants. 
So I was very, I felt very proud of that fact. But like I said, you know, it's a great job, amazing job. But at times it's just, um, I do miss the people that I used to see every day for seven years. I miss um, the work I did, the people that I worked with, the, the staff that I worked with every day. I knew their names, they knew my name. And I like that. I like that. I, I, I really liked that. And, um, you know, I believe that I was put on this earth with a good head on my shoulders to make a difference in the world. You know, that's, that's my belief, you know, and I've tried my best to do that. And this new job, which again, I'm not complaining, I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed. But in this new job, um, I only interact with a, a subset of people and that's it. I don't interact with the public anymore. I don't interact with, um, I don't interact with like, let's say our customers, because this the company I work for, you know, our business is, is customers. So with that being said, you know, I miss that interaction with people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I've only been with this company for a little over three months. I have an amazing boss. She's, she is an amazing person with a lot of years of experience. I've learned a lot from her. I've learned a lot from this. I've learned a lot from my new boss in three months and I've learned from my old boss in seven years. It's got to say something about person. With that being said, you know, I'm not, I'm not down about the job. It's just stuff, you know, with the, about the job that I wish I could be a little more involved in. Um, something else that's been on my mind, you know, my wife and I are trying for our first child and you would think I would be ecstatic and and really happy and elated. I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of scared and yeah, you know, I, I, I'm the type of guy that likes to, you know, I, I like to not be in, not so much be in control, but I like to know, I like to plan things out. So I like to know where I'm going to be A, B, C, D. I like to know, I like, I like things in a straight line, right? That's how I try to do things. But obviously life is always zigzags. Um, but I'm, but I'm pretty, I'm terrified. <laughs> I know I'm going to be a great father. I know this for a fact, you know, I, I want to live up to my brothers who are great fathers, who are great fathers, excuse me. Um, but you know, this will be my first child and, you know, I feel like I've, I feel like in one respect, I feel like I have wasted time because I'm, I am a little older not old, not too older, but older. And, you know, I joked, I joked around with my wife saying, Hey, you know, we should have got, you know, why don't we get ours officially inseminated? Let's just get it over with, you know, let, you know, I mean, trying naturally is, you know, yeah, my pleasure, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, let's, let's try an artificial insemination, but she, 
cocked her head at me and was like, what? And I explained to her why I said it that way. And she, she said, well, I mean, there's a lot of things tied to that, you know, pain and discomfort from the procedure. And there's never an assurity that that, that the, you know, that the egg and the sperm are going to, you know, uh, join, you know, there's no, there's no assurances. So then now we got to factor in disappointment, you know, a planned disappointment because we're going to, obviously the doctors are going to tell us if it, if it worked or not. And I'm terrified of that. You know, I don't want my wife ever to be uncomfortable or in pain. I don't ever want her to be sad. And I try my best every day to make her happy. Um, but uh, I know, I know if for, like, for example, I know that if we were to do artificial insemination and, and it doesn't go the way we plan, I know that for a fact that's going to hurt her more than us saying, well, we've been eloping and no luck. That's kind of different than, hey, you know, the doctor telling you, hey, you know, uh, you know, this month is uh, no, no good. You lost it. So we definitely don't want that. Um, but yeah, I'm terrified. You know, that fatherhood thing is, <laughs> that's not an easy job, you know? So I'm, I, I want to be, I want to be someone that's, uh, I want to be successful at it. Like I am at most things in life. <laughs> um, and then, you know, for some reason in the South, it's been so cold. I mean, it's, geez, it's been in the 20s in the morning, 30s and 40s in the afternoon, 50s for like an hour or two, and then back to 20s at night. It's unbelievable. No sun, and I love the sun. Like, I, I equate myself to Superman, where I need the sun to, to, um, uh, I need the sun to recharge, like the way Superman does. Uh, I have not had the ability to leave my office because my office, I have no windows. And, uh, when I leave the office, it's already dark. So I'm pretty much like, Hey, this is, um, yeah, I got no son. So I figured that, uh, I'm going to probably buy a, um, one of those, you know, sun, therapy devices or light light therapy devices and just bask in the glory of sun so I'm going to do that when I get home I'm not quite home yet but I will be And uh, but yeah so that's kind of been my day so I want to say thank you for listening to me jabber on about my life and my weird blueness today but um this actually helped me a lot. So I really much appreciate y'all listening to my second episode. And I really hope to bring you more fun episodes. I know for my next episode, I am going to try to interview my nephew, who is DJ Express. If you don't know who that is, you should look him up. And he will be present, uh, a pleasant surprise.
uh, who DJ Express is. He is an up-and-coming, rising entertainment uh, content creator, and uh, that young man has been in my life since he was born. So, um, so one day I'm going to have him on the on the show, and we're going to talk, and we're going to talk real business. So until then, thank you very much. God bless, and I appreciate all of you who are listening to my podcast. Until next time. And the great words of the Car Care Net channel. May the Lord hold you and keep you, folks. Take care. This is Steve clocking in and calling out sick. Thanks.